This is your humble host this week, L.O.Dot, and I am your humble host this week. I am joined by two of the most esteemed voices in podcasting. You humbled twice. Humbling and hosting. Hosting and humbled. And L.O.Dot humble. My new AKA is I've been drinking too much, apparently. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking. He's a day walker. Drinking. I mean, a day drinker. <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> All right. One more time. This is motherfucking intro cause someone don't want their voice on the show so now we have a new motherfucking intro so sit back and enjoy the fucking show welcome to decoding 40 all right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that magnificent intro, so you know what time it is. This is the fastest, funniest hour in podcasting history and future. This is Decoding 40. This is your humble host this week, L.O.Dot. There is no AKA, but I am joined by two of the most esteemed voices in podcasting. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Vin in the building, AKA COVID free. This is Alaric. All right, guys, as always, we uh, welcome you back to the show, friends. So we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping and just tell you that we continue to thank you and appreciate your support on the merch website, which is decoding40pod.com. I had to mention this because it was crazy to me. The streams in Belgium, I have no idea why they are as high as they are. But we are also getting people who are visiting the the, the the merch shop from Belgium. So through the magic of analytics, we get to see all of that, which is just crazy to me. So thank you for everyone in Belgium who is supporting the show. I would also like to encourage you, if you want to leave us a pithy message, preferably by text, it is 619 if you would like to join us on any of our platforms, it's at decoding40.com. That's Twitter, that's IG, that's Facebook, that's TikTok. And we welcome you to join us and follow us. Please add to the subscriptions that are on particularly Apple Podcasts. We're already five star. You already know what that means. This is a five star, high quality podcast right here. So I think that's how we should introduce ourselves. The five star, star? podcast. We're the five star yeah. podcast, yes. Yeah. But please add on to that. Oh, you have everyone 4. Who's, no, we are 5.0. Oh, everyone oh, who has you, left. Yeah, uh, you're, you're a 4.9. Please. No, no. You're not in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, uh, away yeah. from us. Talk to us uh, when you're 5.0. <laughs> everyone who has left a, a comment and a, a review, we appreciate you. That's what helps build the repertoire and the reputation of this show. And again, all of your money goes ex specifically towards our drinking and drug habits. So please <laughs> continue to do so. And with that, let's start the favorite part of the show, the A block, also known as the check-in. So the last week or so, I've been dealing with um, my dad being in the hospital He's had some heart issues, and um, we thought he was going to have a few procedures, but it seems like the medicine is doing the work, and he's not actually going to have to have the procedure anymore, which is great because um, you don't really want anything invasive if you don't have to, and if they can handle it with medicine, that's the best course of action. Once again, Rick's father the Lion of Judah that lives inside of his heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm t fam, I'm not fucking, this is for real, son. Your pops has the Lion of Judah in his heart. That's for real, B. Like, come on, we was, it was a little scary, man. You know, I'm, it glad, was scary. I'm glad that the medicine is doing what it's supposed to be doing and, and he's, he's he's on the mend, man. That's beautiful, man. It, it, you know, it was scary because the, the Saturday before I left London, um, my sister had put him on video chat and he did not look good. He did not look good at all. Um, by the time I showed up on Monday, he was awake. He was alert. He was eating. By the the following day on Tuesday, he seemed like he was almost normal. And he was actually chilling. It was kind of comforting to see him rest. You know, just say, rest. he probably needed a nap. Flirting. <laughs> Fucking flirting with the nurses and shit. <laughs> he probably needed you know, a nap. He needed a break. 
He needs a break. He needs a vacation. I, I think he I think he did, but I, I would prefer if he went to Jamaica rather than um, Yes. Of course. But I mean, based on what you told me, he probably would have to be forced to take this vacation. Yes. So Absolutely. this is life saying slow down. Absolutely. Take a break. Take a beat. Yeah. But there was a, there was a funny situation when he was being transitioned from the there's like an emergency room for heart patients. And he was being transitioned to a room. He was being sent to another room. And they're packing up all this stuff. They're putting him on the other gurney, getting ready to wheel him upstairs. And like on his little uh, tray table uh, by his room, there was some stuff like, you know, some uh, a pack of like uh, napkins or paper towels, some lotion. And he took most of it but they were leaving the lotion behind. So I was like, oh, I could use that lotion. So I packed it in my bag and we went upstairs, whatever. My sister and I made sure that he had gotten settled in. We were about to take off. I just came back from the bathroom. My hands were a little ashy. So I took out the lotion. All of this is suspect, I'm being honest with you. (laughs) I took out the lotion and my sister was like, oh, give me some. So I gave my sister some lotion, a little bit, and she started rubbing it in her hands. And then I took a big dollop of the lotion and I started rubbing it in my hands, but the shit was not really, really absorbing into my hands. And it wasn't absorbing into her hands either. And her hands were looking whiter than they were before. And I'm like, all right, maybe I need to wipe off some of this lotion. So I took a napkin, I wiped it off and I'm still trying to rub it into my hands. And then I look at the label and the label says, Moisture barrier cream for skin irritation due to incontinence. <laughs> so it was hemorrhoid cream. So me and my sister are like rubbing ass cream into our hands. Oh. And the shit is not absorbed. We're like, what the fuck? This nigga's hand started to shrink. Everybody was, in the anal was like, uh, what was what was the uh, brand of that? <laughs> what was the brand of that? Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, if you're, little con- toe. <laughs> if you're incontinent and uh, you're, you're getting sores from yeah, constantly pissing and shitting on yourself, this is the lotion for you. So I have an extra tube if, if anybody needs it. Just, uh, <laughs> Matter of fact, this text is we're going to have a giveaway on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so already you, opened ass cream. So <laughs> we got you're in need of a tube of moisture barrier cream for skin irritations due to incontinence. Uh, get in touch. We, we can hook you up with a, with a free tube of that. All right, just text us at 619-940-4040. It's wonderful because it, it, I don't have diaper rash anymore, my ass anymore. You So when you slide my depends to the side, it's smooth. <laughs> oh my God. This show has been brought to you by Ass Cream. <laughs> just slide it to the side, big boy. <laughs> yeah. So that was... Uh, oh, that I hate was- this show. That was a fun moment. Um, (laughs) And over the weekend, my wife had planned a birthday party for me, a surprise birthday party for me. Surprise, nigga. (laughs) And with all of this going on with my my father, she was just like, you know what? I'm just going to tell you about this event that we were trying to put together um, because I don't know if it's going to happen. And I'm like, to be honest, I don't really have the energy for it. Right now, I'm sort of just focused on what's going on with my pops, and I I can't even manage it. But uh, Saturday night, we went out to dinner for my sister-in-law's birthday, because her birthday is 24th. And um, after dinner, we ended up going to the place where my wife had planned the birthday party. And we definitely have to go to this spot. It's a really, really cool bar. It's Black-owned. The front part of the bar is very chill. And in the back, they have a a sectioned off area where you can smoke cigars. And um, they have cigar nights every Wednesday. But you can smoke cigars there anytime. But yeah, we definitely have very much looking forward to this party and going to this place because I had looked it up on the Internet. I was like, oh, this looks like a cool spot. I didn't know about the smoking section. Yeah. And and apparently my wife um, had uh, hired someone to roll cigars. Damn. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
She it was, 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 huh? was going to be, it was going to be pretty good it, between her and my sister-in-law. They, they really planned out something really dope. When are we going to bring I, that back? We can well, still do I, it. Yeah. We need to run that back. We can run that back. You know. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Alaric, you need to run that back. <laughs> <laughs> we are officially asking for a run back. Y'all, y'all talk to her about it, and, and I'll just pretend to be surprised. Like I, I don't I care if you're surprised or not. Listen, we need to run that back. I don't care. If, listen, I don't care if we drive up in that motherfucker together after drinking a stolen jackets and show up drunk. I don't care. Shit, no, I just go record and show up in that shit. That sounds dope. That sounds this is a, this is our new second stop. Like okay. this is the spot you want to chill at. Okay. Nice. You got to go there, man. Yeah. Yeah, cuz my wife was asking like what's the dress code? And I'm like, is there a dress code in New York City anymore? But I wanted to at least see how casual I could be. Right, right. No, nah, I was coming. I was coming quite casual. It's a cool spot. Um, I was coming in you know, this fucking house slippers in a row. <laughs> Was coming. He was he was channeling his inner to, to, his inner ghost face, wearing a fucking robe and some wallies. Uh, <laughs> as long as it was thick terry cloth, you'd have been you'd have been, been good. Nice. All right. Well, oh, I'll know for next time. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I you know, I was I was kind of I was on the fence. I I wasn't sure if if I wanted to you know proceed with it, but I just didn't know what was going to happen because we at that point we thought that he was going to have the procedure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know it. I mean, that at that point, the angiography was on the table, valve replacement was on the table, and possibly open heart surgery. So I couldn't even wrap my mind around. Yeah. It was a, it was the right call. I mean, when yeah, I saw the message, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But let me tell you, I don't like being on the side of knowing someone has a surprise party. It gives me mm-hmm. way too much anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Because when we were in Lisbon, I was like reminding myself, don't say the know stupid. about this party. So I was like, all right, cool. Don't say nothing about no party. And I almost gave it away at one point when um, I didn't give it away. But when we were talking about the cigars, I was like, um, I'll smoke him the next time I see you. Right. And but knowing I'm going to see you on this particular date that you were unaware of, I was like, all right, well, don't say anything beyond that. Right. Right. But, I, I just I just totally took that, put it in a box, locked the box, and threw it away. I didn't even think about the <laughs> shit, because I know me. I know me. If I had smoked just maybe one more blunt or one more joint, <laughs> nigga, I... See you at your party. See you at your party, nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. I fucked up. Nah, because I just totally forgot about it. I didn't even think about it anymore. And at one point, because it's funny, because you say, you say that, L, before, I'm like, I hope this motherfucker don't say nothing crazy. And, and like, and, you know, and I have to yo, be there kind of like I, I said the same thing to myself. So I said, all right, don't say anything. And <laughs> yep. if I don't say anything, it won't even put it in your head anymore. Exactly, nigga. Because a couple of times I wanted to say, yo, what are you going to do for I said, nope. I, don't <laughs> I was, was exact. Yo, I was like, yo, you, I'm not you going to the party, right? No, I'm not bringing like, it up. I'm not even going. Matter of fact, nothing. I didn't even know you knew. Right. That, I was like, how, I'm not- <laughs> wait a minute. That's how I treated it. I was like, yo, that's Mrs. Rick didn't even invite him. You weren't even allowed to discuss it amongst yourselves. Nope, nope, nope. I, I know wanted... how I am, nigga. I already ruined movies for everybody out there. I'm not ruining this party, okay? <laughs> and the thing is, is because when the whole planning was going on, you know, um, your wife reached out to me. She was like, "Do I have everybody on the list? Like all the people?" I was like, "As far as I know, yeah. These are all the people I can remember. Yeah, you have everybody." She was like, "Cool, cool," and you know, well, I'll talk about it later. But you know, I, I, I you know, I. Texas Wednesday, I can't make it now because of the fucking I got diagnosed to COVID shit. And I was pe- mad as hell. And I'm like, yo, L's gonna have to fucking video chat me in <laughs> live from the basement. Like, happy birthday, nigga. I knew Sorry about I couldn't it. Make it. <laughs> Sorry I couldn't make it, but you know, COVID had different Just plans, wanted to let but... you know you're you're my best friend and uh <laughs> yeah. Love you, man. <laughs> Shout out from the cave. Shout out from the cave. <laughs> uh, the COVID cave. Oh man, but the shit, yeah, that was. I, I said, I'm not gonna say anything to L. L's not gonna say anything. We act like it's not even happened. I, I promise you, I pretended like it just was not even in existence. And it was yes. like, if I say something, it's going to just put it in the air. And I didn't want to even put it in the air. Well, by the time, by the time you uh, told my wife you had COVID, she had already told me 
Oh, um, okay. But the funny thing was, is I, I contacted you and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> nice. I don't know what Stuck you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You played it right. You played nah, it right. Nah, man, listen, I don't know. What, do, what party? I don't understand what you're thinking. What, what, what party? <laughs> but, you don't know. I wanted, I wanted to give her a special shout out because um, uh, it was completely unexpected. And, I, you know, I appreciate the effort. And, I, and when she told me about the plans, I felt like that was almost as good as actually having the party because mm. the sentiment behind the effort that she put in, uh, you know, it, it felt almost as good. Doug, she, she had me at Rolling Cigars. Yo, yeah. I had, listen, I didn't, I didn't bother looking anything up. I just knew I was going to be there and I yeah. knew it was going to be dope. Like right. I didn't even think about it because I just knew it was going to be dope. I, and yeah, I didn't then, even think about anything. I didn't really think about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be there and we're going to fucking laugh. We're going to drink. Right. You know, but. Like that that's the only thing I I I regret us not being able to have that time yeah. together. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just was looking forward to you being surprised and us being mm -hmm. in the space and yeah. just kind of Lisbon 3.0 or something. Yeah, like exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I you know, I'd have probably broke down in tears because I mean, at that point once my dad was in the hospital, there was there was nobody that was going to be able to get me to go there. Mm -hmm. Cuz I think the plan was to get my my brother-in-law to say, "Oh, let's go out." Mm -hmm. And if my pops is in the hospital, I'd be like, nah, I'm like, I ain't going out. Like, nigga, I said I ain't nigga, going, going out. Going out. <laughs> so everybody would have been at the bar <laughs> and I would have been home in my fucking sweats. We would have just came to the house. Then that, that would have been a real problem. That would have been, been like, I'd have been like, all right, this nigga's not showing up. Okay. I done texted him. He's not answering my text. I'm going to have to go get this motherfucker and just break a surprise. Look, it's a surprise party at the spot. Get dressed. Let's go. <laughs> But uh, well, yeah, thanks man. for everybody who was coming out, um, who RSVP'd and said they were coming. I really appreciate that, and and I hope we'll we'll try to do something over the summer because we talked we talked about maybe if if the owner of the place wasn't going to refund the deposit, that we may do something for the anniversary. And um, so why don't we just do something there? We should do we sh actually we should do something there. Yeah. I think this would be a great place for us to do a live event. Yeah. Let's talk about that. All right, let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. You, you see, God gives you lemons, you make lemonade from it. That's what you do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Our, Our glass of lemonade. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. That's my whole week. Um, back and forth to the hospital pretty much every day. And um, if uh, this is to folks out there who are listening, if you've got elderly parents who are in the hospital who are seeking out um, medical attention, you have to be an advocate for them. Absolutely. You have to continually ask questions and there's no stupid questions. And as much as um, you think the doctor is the final authority, keep asking questions. Because here's something that I didn't know. So over the years, my father's been in the hospital, I would say in the last five years, he's been in the hospital three or four times. And every time he's gone to the hospital, they've diagnosed him with having a blood clot. And he's been on blood thinners for a long time. And we were under the impression that he was constantly getting blood clots. Because even one doctor told me that some people are just genetically prone to get getting blood clots. And it has nothing to do with... Actually, I was wondering, how come none of you made that joke about him being Jamaican and getting blood clots? I, I thought about I was that. about to say something right now, but I said, no, that's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Pops is still sick. We got to get out the house and be good with it. I can't do that. I, I, Come on. I was actually surprised that, I, that, that the joke didn't come out because I'm because actually when I genetically prone to, to, to getting blood clots. I immediately expected Vin to chime in. That's because he's a fucking I'm, I'm actually disappointed in you, Vin. That was, <laughs> that was a very low-hanging fruit that yes. I did not yes. choose to take. And would not take because of oh. the situation. Like, I come on, like you know what I mean. Listen, I know how it feels to have a parent in the hospital, right? So I I understand the anxiety right. that comes along with that, right? Right. So you know you got to kind of like you know. But I I would have appreciated that. <laughs> I, I think I would have appreciated that. But anyway, <laughs> so um, we blew it. I blew it. It turns out that it's the same blood clot because blood thinners. Mm -hmm 
do not dissipate blood clots. What they do is they hold them in the position where they are and try to prevent them from getting bigger. And it took three or four years for a doctor to eventually explain that to me. And that came from my, me and my sister just asking questions and continuing to ask questions about why is this happening? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you using that for? Why, it, you know, mm-hmm. why and for what? Just keep asking. Even his heart issue, we thought it was because of the three arteries that service the heart. There's, there's three arteries that service the heart and two of his are blocked. So there's one working overtime. And we thought that that was the main cause of whatever heart issues he's having. But it's not. It's because he was retaining too much fluid and the valves weren't able to open and close. So he had a lot of backflow, right? Because the heart is swollen with, with, with fluid. Once they reduce the fluid, the valves were able to connect again and open and close properly. But it wasn't until we kept asking doctors these questions because they do this every day and assume that you have knowledge that you have, mm-hmm. you have no knowledge of this. You have no knowledge about anatomy. You have no knowledge about which arteries and ventricles and valves. Just keep asking questions and don't feel stupid asking questions. Just keep asking questions because if you don't advocate for them, they're definitely not going to be able to advocate for themselves and they're sick. So it's hard to pay attention to what's being said to you when you're sick. You're just, you're interested in feeling better or you're feeling terrible and you just want this person to stop talking to your face. And that's, that's, you know, that's my advice and that's uh, my check-in. What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a t-shirt, pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft, they're poly tri-blend, luxurious, warm. They're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it, and she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com So uh, I'll uh, continue with the check-in here. Um, So Wednesday, uh, I was feeling a little off right uh the wife had a cough i was feeling a little off and decided to take a fucking covid test and lo and behold i have become kid covid or i was kid covid and caught the fucking covid luckily i did not get any of the covid symptoms i wasn't uh, feverish um i had a little stomach issues here and there but um i didn't no fever um so i had covid light um i have i have had the vaccine so i guess you know maybe that helped who knows but um you know i was summoned to the basement and uh you know on sunday i got my freedom papers but it's been five days in the basement just coming up basically to get food and things of that nature and uh it's been good i've been writing a lot of stuff doing little videos and things of that nature and putting stuff out it's like i've been just locked in this basement just left to my own devices i mean i can i can watch shawshank redemption and and fucking finding forest and forest how many times before i gotta do something <laughs> with my own time so just been you know ha- trying to hatch some plans while i've been down here did you but, not uh, the binge watch while you're down there for whatever reason there's uh seasons of Kirby or enthusiasm that i never really watched mm-hmm. so i went back and watched those then I saw that Seinfeld was on there and I, I was about to start watching Seinfeld. I was like, nah, I don't want to get into that. And um, just been watching like old movies and stuff like that or just been on my game. You know, I'm a gamer. So, you know, get on Call of Duty three, four hours, you know, and scream into the microphone on people. It's therapy for me. I got COVID, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know how I caught COVID. I can only assume it was from the coughing that I probably inhaled while i was on that plane coming back from did you uh, did you wear your mask on the on the plane back i did but i also took my mask off when we were in that fucking line yeah so did i that's what i was asking see that that's what it was because maybe because i'm 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 a couple inches taller than you and 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 i inhaled going up yeah i inhaled somebody else's cough i don't know what happened 
But, <laughs> and I could have had, listen, and then see, the thing is, is that you hopped in an Uber and you went home. Oh, I right. took the air train, right, cough, cough, right, cough. Right, right, yeah. I got over there by the subway, cough, 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 cough. Right, right. Got on the train, cough, cough. Got on the fucking path, cough, 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 cough. So there was a lot of germs mm-hmm. circulating. Yeah. From the time I left the airport to the time I got. And I probably got that shit from, listen, from Germany, from anywhere. Germany. Germany. <laughs> oh, Vod, let me see your papers and inhale this COVID, bitch. Here's a present from Germany. <laughs> Take this. Here you go, Schwarzka. <laughs> Here you go, Schwarzka. Would you like some germs from Germany? I love how all of us are nervous about how far you're going to take this. I'm not going to take it that far. I'm going to stop right there. I'm, listen, listen. I'm pulling the car over. I'm getting out. I'm putting out cones. Everybody Put the blinkers on. Come on. Caution. Everybody go. I'm pulling over. I'm pulling over. I got flares out and everything. Oh, my oh, God. Man. He's safely on the shoulder. Now. He's safely on the shoulder right now. I'm on ways. If you look, your ways is alerting you that I'm on the shoulder. There's a vehicle um, on the side of the road. There's a vehicle two miles away. So no, uh, I I had the COVID, but I have been writing some good stuff, man. I, I I started with writing a memory, trying to write my first memory, and I have a memory that plays in my head a lot that I would consider one of my first memories. And so I started writing that. Then it just kind of morphed into something else. And just been kind of like, I, I said to myself the other day, I, I literally, I, I was telling you guys earlier, I fell asleep writing on, on, and I'm doing it on my phone. I'm like, damn, I feel like such a fucking Gen Z, like f- typing on my phone, but it is, there's a rhythm to it, right? So that, I, that I've gotten to, used to doing. And then, I, you know, I wrote, a, I, I wrote a couple things and did a couple things for Instagram or friendship and stuff like that. And just been kind of like opening, uh, uh, Pandora's emotional box and going through it. And it's been quite cathartic. You know what I mean? Just kind of like seeing where my head goes and writing it down because, you know, the first couple of nights is cool. Yeah. I'm down here and by myself. And then it's like, yo, I'm starting to go crazy down here. It's like day three. Yeah. <laughs> Days are melting together. Trust me. I know. I'm talking, I'm talking to the space heater, like fucking Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> Oh, Wilson! Yeah, I'm fucking going crazy down here. But uh, yeah, man. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I can't think of anything else. I mean, like I said, I've been locked down here. I'll be back to driving in the car soon. I got my car back from the repair shop. It was nice and shiny. They did a great job. Uh, shout out to them, East Coast. I'll give them a shout. They did a great job in my car. They they you know even got some of the scratches I had on my bumper, polished them out. So it's good to have my car back and, you know, time to make some money, time to make the donuts Mm. until, uh, you know, next trip, man. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. That's my check-in. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy L.O. A.K.A. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. A couple of weeks ago, my wife had challenged me to get the family out of the house and to do have experiences. So I'd been looking at some things. And um, one of the things that came up or that I had come across was to take us out to um, a gaming center. So I don't know if you guys have heard of the Paley Media Center in Midtown. No. So it's basically a library, a um, and they have like small exhibits and they even have this major gaming room that has all of the games that have ever been made playstation xbox nintendo sega the whole thing there's just atari actually i don't know if there was atari i feel like there was because they have everything and they even had a small exhibit that was celebrating the contributions of black and brown people in the media arts which was really cool actually posted it on my instagram if you care to follow it's the other leon on Instagram. But yeah, so it it was it was a lot of fun. I am reminded how much of a gamer I am not. It it is very humbling. Uh I was playing the old Donkey Kong. Remember the Donkey Kong when it was like a, a an exterminator and you had to jump up levels and you had to spray. Yeah. First off, I don't know who greenlit this game, 
But you have to, as the little white man with the exterminator gun, spray a monkey's balls. So he goes up the ladder and the beehives drop before the bees take whatever the plants are on the first level. You don't remember this, do you? No. I do a little bit. Yeah, that, that, was, a Don- that was a different Donkey Kong. That was like yeah, a this Donkey was a different. Kong this is not maybe. the Donkey Kong that we all yeah, remember. It was this another was, Donkey Kong. That was, was a, another version. That was the we... porno version that Ella speaking of. <laughs> and at the end, Donkey Kong cuckolds the white man with the spray bottle. That yeah. was Dong Kong. That, that was, was Dong Kong. Kong. That's a whole yeah, different Kong. Kong right there. I, I vaguely remember this game. What was funny is my oldest son was sitting to the left of me, and I had no idea what I was doing. I'm just moving the guy around. He goes, you have to spray DK. So the fact that he said DK bugged me out because he's already given Donkey Kong initials and he's short his <laughs> name. <laughs> I'm like, how dare Nigga, you? Nigga, it's Donkey Kong. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Secondly, That's Mr. Kong to you. How do you know how to play this game and I don't know how to play this game? And so I'm playing the game. I'm getting frustrated. You probably played that shit when it was three. <laughs> so it was wild because I'm thinking to myself, who greenlit this game that to have another character spray the balls of another character? Mm. Um, and everybody sat in the room was like, yo, that's a, that's a great idea. Let's, let's publish that. Yeah. So there's that. But have, what kind of spray are we using, sir? <laughs> right. <laughs> have either of you played with any of the VR technology? Nah. I yeah, I did a little bit in Miami. It was some zombie game. Ah. And it was weird. Weird is a good word. Yeah. So I played the Oculus and I played the fighting game. So there's a, a fight game where you are the fighter, you're three minute matches, and it's it's a real fighting game. Can I tell you, this is two days later. I played 15 minutes in this game. My body is still in <laughs> immense pain. And that is not virtual reality, sir. That's <laughs> that, reality. That pain sir. is not virtual reality no. at all. That is real it pain, is reality, sir. reality. The reality is that I need some Ben Gay. It, <laughs> I need some virtual and some real Ben Gay. With some real you had a real Gay. fight. It, it was, bro, if I tried to throw a jab right now, my ribs will hurt. Wow. This is a serious workout. And it is so serious. In one of the rounds, I got knocked out. And I felt like I got knocked out. <laughs> I, Yo, this the VR is kind of dangerous, man, because I can see how people could live in that. Yeah, live in that shit. What I don't understand is you've seen these videos where people are like lunging and running into the walls and punching people. Yeah, I don't get that. Although this this center had like mats, like circular mats, where I guess it centered you to at least if you stepped off the mat, you kind of kept your bearings as to where you were. But it was it was no joke. Like literally, that is a serious. I took I did a um a sparring match for three minutes, and then I did an actual match for three rounds of three minutes each. You know, I'm it's gonna no think, joke. I'm gonna say that there's probably a correlation between levels of intelligence as well as gullibility, depending on that your level determines whether or not you're the motherfucker who runs into the wall. That's all I'm saying. Like, the smarter you are, the more you're kind of grounded. I think that's going to kind of like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think the, you can get easily sucked into that world because it, the longer you're in there, the more real this world feels mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can look around and, and, and see stuff. Right. And before you know it, you're reaching out. He's in a program. With your hands and you're touching stuff. So <laughs> imagine if, if you're like afraid of heights. Right. I'm I can laughing see how because you, I'm laughing I can, because I can see myself. He doesn't want to come out the program. <laughs> 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 Guys, he doesn't want to come out the program. But what's crazy to Alaric's point, though, <laughs> when you end each round, you go to your corner. Okay. And there's a stool. Mm. For a second, I said to myself, I need to sit down. Mm. <laughs> and you see the stool. And, right. I see the stool. So I'm thinking, can I sit on his stool? Right. And my my brain was like, it's not real. You cannot right. sit on that stool. 
Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I definitely have to get one of these things because it ended up. Don't be drinking just, and playing that shit, motherfucker. Because you fucking wanna hurt yourself. First of all, <laughs> that that's an impossibility. As long as you get it on the video. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Mel's gonna be like, first of all, if I'm drinking, I'll have the goggles on while I'm sitting. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, my wife has some video that will not be released. Um, <laughs> It is pretty funny. I might show you guys, but I'm not going to release it publicly. Well, you can put um, it on the Patreon. Yeah. Well, I'm not even putting it on the Patreon. He's like, I'm not holding myself. I like that. No. Yeah. I'll put it. I'll put it in the chat. But um, it it actually was a pretty fun experience. I am very pro Oculus. I I want that fighting game, but literally my arms right now, I don't want to reach higher than my uh, shoulder uh, blades. So I encourage everybody to go play it. I'm curious, um, man. With caution, but it is definitely a serious workout. I'm I'm curious because they have a Jedi game, and I'm a I'm a fucking I'm yeah, a Star Wars head. I, so I, 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 I could have played that, but after the fighting game, I was like, I'm done. I was literally sweating. I was sweating. I wanted to sit down. Like, bring me a I drink. I've got to cool down. But you really, but you're throwing real punches. Yeah, you're, you're throwing, throwing real punches. punches. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're absolutely. And like it, it's cool because like when I'm like when I was tearing the rib cage up, you could tell it was like hurting the character. But like I said, uh, there was one glitch. I don't know if it was me or if it was the actual headset, but it would turn black and I couldn't see the fighter. So during those periods, basically, he was just lighting me up because I couldn't mm. defend myself mm. properly. And after a few of those, I was knocked out, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I am actually it could have been out. like okay connection glitch yeah i think it was and then it was blurry and then i was like is it blurry because me as the character has, has been punched nah it's probably the why like the, if you have so many devices coming off a of wi-fi like we, we we know how that works so i think those things are in particular get I would affected hope by that, that was not the case because this was a very like advanced center like and it was only me and another kid playing in the vr section and then there was matter of fact it was the perfect matter. I'll say this also. If you're going to go to the Paley Center, go on a rainy day or a day where most people are not going to be out mm -hmm. because there were there was only two other people, I think, playing two other families. And for the most part, they usually give you like a 30 minute window. But because there was no people really there, we just had it for hours and we were just cool. playing whatever we wanted to play. Um, but yeah, that that was that. It was fun. I encourage you guys to go. There was an exhibit, um, like I said, 50 years of hip hop and all the contributions of black and brown people in media arts. But by the time this airs, that exhibit will be over. So there's that. I'm going to say this other quick story and then we can move on to the rest of the show. So this morning, I'm taking my son to school and, you know, it's always crowded on, on the train and trying to get there's just a bunch of kids who either go to his school or the, a bunch of the area schools. So we all sort of converge on the steps and try to get out of the station. But today at the corner of my eye, I see a woman who is trying to rush her way up to my left side. And in doing so, she leans into me. And I so I say, so I look at her and then she always, then she pushes into me. I said, hey, don't don't do that. Miss, what are you doing? It's like, that's that's not cool. And she's like, oh, well, somebody pushed me, pushed me into you. And I'm looking. There was nobody who pushed her into me. Like, what is this, high school? Right. <laughs> Did you check for your wallet? This, this is where I'm going. So I said, listen, don't do that because you could get yourself hurt. As I'm saying that, I'm swiping my jeans to make sure my wallet is still there and everything is in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And to reinforce what I was saying, there was a brother who was behind me said, yo, bro, check your wallet, check your pockets. Wow. Because the way she did it was mm -hmm. like any typical pickpocket would do it. Because obviously they're going to put pressure on one part of your body. So you focus on that while right. they're taking mm -hmm. uh, your wallet or whatever your uh, goods are in your pockets. And as I'm leaving the station to my right, she sort of goes to the left. And that's when he starts... Uh, telling me to check my pockets and then she sort of vanishes and I was just like yo New York you have to stay woke I don't care yeah. what the Republicans say about being woke you have to stay woke <laughs> you have to there's, there's so much stuff happening and coming at you at all right. 
phases and angles of your life that you have to stay aware and alert. Because she said, oh, somebody pushed me in. Miss, I'm looking directly at you. There's nobody on that side of you. First off, you shouldn't even be on that side of me. You should be behind me. She probably did try to pick your wallet, but your shit wasn't in where she thought it would be. Right. That's it. New York City. She did Everybody in Belgium. She did fill you up, though. She did, but she didn't do a good job because I felt no pleasure from her. <laughs> she, she failed like, on two. Damn. She failed. She failed on two points. She's like, "Damn, his wallet in his back pocket." Miss, I keep my wallet by my nuts. I never. I, nev- I was never a, a wallet in the back pocket guy. Never. No, I can't. I can't never. put any. Always in my, in my front. Always in my front. You know, I'm not going to give it to you that easy, son. <laughs> That's pause. Dumb. Yeah, pause. <laughs> <laughs> pause <laughs> play with those and then maybe you get a you get a couple of dollars <laughs> right. so shout out to that woman who who failed miserably and mm-hmm. um She's shout out to the brother who uh was looking out for me he was like yo mm-hmm. check yo bro check your wallet i mean check your pockets <laughs> so this is leon i'm done speaking and that was my check-in merch drop you are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Ben from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40pod.com. That's right, Decoding40pod.com. That's our new site that got all our merch on it. Decoding40pod.com. Decoding40pod.com. This is not a sports show, ladies and gentlemen. However, life, politics, and sports intersect at some crazy angles. So the World Athletics tightens rules on transgender women athletes. World Athletics uh, announced new rules on Thursday impacting transgender women athletes, banning some from competing in female track and field events. The announced regulations, which come into force on March 31st, prohibit athletes who have gone through the World Athletics Uh, called Male Puberty, from participating in female world rankings competitions. WA World Athletics said that the exclusion would apply to male to female transgender athletes who have been through male puberty. This decision also tightens the rules on athletes who consider themselves as intersex and maybe forcing them to take uh, doses of estrogen to lower their testosterone in order to compete in upcoming events. Obviously, one of the lightning rods in the conservative party is transgender and intersex athletes competing in cis hetero women categories in sports. Another uh, person who is highly pointed or directed, this this anger is directed at is Castor uh, Semenaya who actually is not transgender, by the way, but I, I, I know her face is going to be plastered all over the internet uh, associated with this story. What say you guys on how these leagues and how these categories of athletes should be categorized, I'm sorry, should be segmented when it comes to the various uh, intersections of uh, gender and sexuality? I'm of the mindset of then create a category for let's just say transgender athletes. If there's, you know, if let's just say there's three or four competing, they should compete against each other because uh, I, I, the the name of the person um, escapes me, but there was a a case probably within the last year or two where the the person was um, competing as a male athlete, couldn't win the, you know, as, going was either going through the process i'm not sure what the situation was but again is now considered a transgender athlete because i'm a, again i'm i'm under the assumption that going through the process of becoming a man to a woman starts to compete in uh the woman at the the woman's version of the male's version of what he what he couldn't win in and now this guy is like 29 and 0 i i think that it's not fair to the women athlete i think that you know you have to consider that as well i think you can create a create a, a lane for transgender athletes where now there's no question of whether or not there's an advantage. They're all transgender, so they should be able to compete against each other. That That's just my my viewpoint. 
because no one's ever going to be happy one way or the other. You you, you can't. It, it's it's a disadvantage. I'm sorry. I think I think you're right when you're talking about uh, a man who's transitioning to being a woman competing against cis women. It's clearly it's it's clearly an advantage. Your body is built differently. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of the spaces where I disagree with um, with the trans community. I, I don't think that it's it's just it's just even keel. It's not it's not like you you just transition and everything is is baseline. Mm-hmm. You're starting from a different place. Whatever you feel like inside has nothing to do with your phys- what you look what you are physically. You know. So I don't think that they should be able to participate in women's sports. They should have their own category if if that's the case. But Castor, I think, is a completely different story because this is someone who was born. I, and I don't even know what, because they've never actually explained what Castor's situation is. What What is her situation? So from, from the reports, yeah. she again, is considered intersex, which means that she is sharing some chromosomes. I don't know exactly which which private parts that she possesses. What does it mean? She just has a big clit or what? She, she could. Has, I don't know. Has, but but she, she hermaphrodite? Or is that a term you can't use anymore? I don't know. But I'm just saying that it's not clear as to... I think she identifies as a woman. It's yeah. not clear as to what uh, well, I mean, she clearly has must have some lady parts that they they're like, uh, oh, well, I don't know. Right, 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 right. But I think I think <laughs> she has some male chromosomes that gives her an advantage in terms of the her physicality. That's how she was born. Right. So in in you, her I, case, I, yeah, I it's think a that little that bit is, more challenging. Well, that's yeah, where I think would be wrong to because now you're in you're you're taking away from her her natural who she is naturally so you you would be against her having or being forced to take estrogen in order to lower her testosterone absolutely yeah that would be like that would be like asking michael jordan uh, because he's got massive hands since your hands are bigger than everybody else's you can only use three fingers to palm a ball you can't use all five fingers but you're born that way that's that's who you are Mm-hmm. But when you've when you've transitioned, if you were able to naturally transition, like you would just morph into the person that you desired to be without any medical intervention, without any hormones or anything like that, fine. But you can't do it without some sort of enhancement. Mm-hmm. So you can't be in the same plane as Castor. What was going on with Castor is, is that's just how she was born. I was surprised to see this. There are other athletes who are in the same situation as Castor. And that's pretty, I, well, I don't know if it's surprising to me. Matter of fact, it's it's a bit of tangent, but allow me. I'm walking into Whole Foods and walking out is a, what I interpret as a man mm-hmm. with five o'clock shadow mm-hmm. and amazing breast mm-hmm. wearing a skirt and a tight top. Mm-hmm. looks at me because I'm clearly confused as to what I'm seeing. I see big titties and a beard. What is going on here? Exactly. That's what my brain is trying to process. And this person, I don't know how they identify themselves, but <laughs> sees me trying to process this, <laughs> smirks, and walks off. Mm. She's like, you saw these titties. Exactly. <laughs> and this beard. <laughs> it's confusing. It's not fair. Yeah. But go on, Ben. <laughs> what the fuck was I just saying? You just, I don't after have that story, I can't follow that up. <laughs> what you talking about, man? You got beards and titties over here. <laughs> it's not my wine. This is a this is a this is a brand new world here. It's like Rick just said, it's not that simple. It's not a it's not a question of snapping your finger and you become something else. There's still this. There's still an advantage. I mean, th- just take the case. I think it was it was a guy on a swimming team, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. who was, for all intent purposes, swimming as a male. You know, again, like I said before, tran- decides transition. Now you're fucking beating them. <laughs> you're beating the pants off these women. Let's just say, play devil's advocate for a minute. They're taking these hormone treatments 
that lessen their um, testosterone production. And you can't zero it out because even women produce testosterone. So again, you have those levels of testosterone there. The way the person's body is already physically built, like you said, the hands, yeah, like you can't take that away. So the, just the pure length of the body, the way the body is formed, they have the advantage. Right. There's not a lot of six foot women out there. So, but as much that as much as there are men. Let me throw this at you. So, and I'm reading from the APY. Athletes like Casa Semenya are legally identified as female at birth, but have a medical condition that leads to some male traits, including high levels of testosterone that the world athletics argues gives them the same kind of unfair advantage as transgender athletes. Now, Semenya has been running in longer events lately, and she's finished 13th in her qualifying heat at 5,000 meters at the World Championship last year. So the question then becomes, is this a long-term advantage or is it a short-term advantage that is just based on her ability to perform at certain levels during certain periods of her career? Well, they're framing it as if it's an unfair advantage <clears throat> that she create that she created. Yeah, and well, that's, I, I think that's, in her in her specific unfair. case, they are understanding that this is a nuanced situation, right? But in in the instances where we have a uh, male transitioning to female, mm -hmm. that that is a different sort of circumstances. The problem is her face has become the sort of the poster child of this unfair advantage when it comes to sports. I think it's yeah, ridiculous they, that they're using her because if she, if she was born as a woman, has a vagina, can create life in that vagina, she's a woman. From the, from the actual, what I'm, what I'm saying is, again, I'm not trying to... she has both genitalia? We don't know. We don't know. And so what if she does? We don't Giving know. Giving birth so I, is not... You don't. Yeah, I mean, doesn't, you could be a woman and not give birth. I'm just right. saying. So say that again. Well, you can be a woman biologically, being uh -huh. be born a woman and not be able to conceive a child. This so, is true. So this I'm asking what I'm talking you, about from if she has. I don't know if she's a hermaphrodite. I don't know what her genitalia yeah. is. Well, well, let's let let's, me, let's let me specify. Let's, does she have does she have ovaries and she have a vagina? I don't know. She, she hasn't said, oh, but she oh, said. Well, but we know that she was born a woman. Okay. Well, let's let's speculate for a second. Let's just suppose the situation is that she does have both male and female genitalia and she identifies as a woman. How do you say she's not a woman? Really? Because there's no category for gender different. There's well, no, there's no I, I think that's what the World Athletics is trying to establish is that mm -hmm. they need to determine what identifies a qualified athlete in certain categories. And let me just throw this out at you since we're speculating. Should we, and we've talked about this before, should we as a society consider a separate athletic league or competition for individuals that fall inside of, or fall outside of what our norm is in terms of cis-hetero athletes? I don't think so. I think that someone who's naturally born in that way, however they identify, is how we should we should treat them. I think the only difference with someone who's transgender, like I don't want to see Buster Douglas decide that he's going to be he's going to transition and then join the ladies boxing organ, you know, federation, right, 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 right. and start knocking bitches' heads <laughs> off. <laughs> respectfully, that is respectfully. That's that can't be okay. People. <laughs> that can't must okay. have killed ten women <laughs> in the first ten fights. Yeah, I mean, like, I think there has to be some guardrails there because you know it could get ugly. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's our take on that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can send your hate mail to uh, all of us at. Uh, Dakota 40 at gmail.com or just Texans. I mean, come on, you're texting everybody. And we've got a community brewing over on WhatsApp. So 619-940-4040. Come on. With that said, I want to quickly get in what's the scenario. Welcome back to another segment of What's the Scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? 
and gentlemen, I have this problem I've been dealing with for a while. I caught, I'm caught in the middle of a dispute between my wife and mother. We all know that most of the time women don't get along, but it's more complicated than that. Being that me and my wife have been together for over 15 years, ever since we were teenagers, we have been through the immaturity, the breakups, the makeups, and even sometimes fights. With that, my mother has never trusted her. Me and my wife will constantly get into it because someone coming to tell her something that my mother said. I've addressed my mother about the situation and I thought it was resolved, but we recently had an issue about me inviting my mother to one of my son's games. My wife doesn't like my mother to come around due to their disagreements, but I refuse to exclude my mother from my life because of it. Am I wrong? I know what the Bible says about cleaving to your wife, but I believe in treating everyone fairly. What say you and what would you tell this brother? So who's throwing all the hate? Is it mutual hate or is it just one-sided hate? Sounds like it's a mutual hate. Mm. That's a difficult situation. I've been there. So what would you tell him? Just kill yourself, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach him. <laughs> that solves the yes. problem. Kill Thank yourself. you very much. Here we go, yo. No, I mean... um, it's a very, very touchy situation, right? Because you have your wife on one hand, you have your mother on the other hand. And it's landmines everywhere. Yeah. There's yeah. landmines so, okay. everywhere. Having, having gone through that situation or a similar situation, what, if anything, would you do differently now with the information that you have? Are you biting your nails? Yeah. I, I <laughs> he got nervous. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just I, thinking like... <laughs> Killing myself wasn't was sounding so bad. <laughs> no, um, honestly, man, you know what it is? It's, I probably wouldn't have talked to my mother as much as I did. Mm. You know, and there's no excuse for that. But, you know, I was raised by my mother for the most part. And I had an immense adoration and loyalty to my mother. And that was built in because of the guilt and all that other stuff. I mean, people always talk about Jewish people and their guilt, that whole guilt thing, that whole mm -hmm. like guilt stigma. Puerto Ricans got them beat by a million, nigga. I'm just trying to let you know right now. Um, Puerto Ricans are really masters of guilt, at least in my family. So there was some guilt between my mother and I as far as the relationship. And, I, and, and it's not anything that was because, oh, she, she saved my life or gave me a kidney, something like that. It's just the way the relationship was is structured, was structured. Mm -hmm. And when your mother is a person that raised you and took care of you, you trust her. And then there's certain things that you shouldn't have conversations about, one being whatever relationship you're in. And it wasn't necessarily like I'm going back to mother and tattletaling and telling her everything that I'm doing. It's just like you out of frustration or anger, or sometimes you get in an argument, you, you gotta talk to somebody, mm -hmm. you talk to that person that can't be your mother. Cause that just creates a toxic environment. And what it sounds like is that in this letter, in this situation, there's probably some of that going on. And the mother has bore witness to the fights, the arguments, the breakups and all that other stuff. So the mother already has a preconceived uh, ideology about this particular person mm -hmm. being this woman. Right. And it's, it's hard because you'll say things out of frustration and then you go, fuck now I can't take this back. I already said it. Like my, problem was trying to repair that because it's like yeah i know i said things out of anger i might have i might have shared stuff with you that i shouldn't have shared with you because i was frustrated or you know this is what i'm used to doing my entire life it causes problems you gotta fucking lay on your sword man i had to lay on my sword yeah i fucked I up wanna, I, sorry i want to bring rick into it just because i know we showed on time i mean i've, I've fortunately have not had this situation where Either one of us didn't want uh, the other's parent to be around, but I would, I would, there would, there would not be even be a question. Like I'm not excluding my family. How would you advise him to navigate this sort of tripwire? Someone has got to be the bigger person. I'm assuming that the, the let's just let's just say the 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 mother is in her 60s, 70s. She's not gonna change. Mm -hmm. That's who she is. That's baked in. The only thing you can change is how you react to her behavior. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'd be trying to talk to Your my wife about, wife about mm -hmm. is how do we handle her behavior? Because we know that she can be out of line sometimes. She does things that we we both may not like, but she still is the grandmother to our children. She still is part of our lives. And I'm not going to, 
based on my relationship with my mother, I'm not going to disown my mother. It's not going to happen. And it's not like I want to, I don't want to lose my wife because of it, but we're going to have to come to a compromise. We're going to have to come to an understanding that she is going to be around. So one of the things that he brings up in the letter is specifically a sporting event that his son is playing in. How would you handle that piece? Do you disinvite the mother or do you sit in separate sections of the arena or the uh, field? What, What do you do? I didn't have it that bad where, you know, it was visible, you know, because again, it's the people can play a game and women in particular can play a game of, I can't stand you, but I'm not going to let you know. Right. So there's like Mm -hmm. this little fucking dance Dance. that is done. Um, So I never had it to to deal with the whole, oh, you know, my mother's in section H while we're in section Z. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was never Mm -hmm. anything like that. But um, I think that, if you can't agree on everything, you have to get to a point of we're here for the grandchild. Right. We're here for the child. And we can agree that we we both love this child. You know, we can at least be cordial to each other, respect each other, because, again, you love this child. And the reason why you love this child has to, a lot to do with how the mother is raising our, this child. Mm-hmm. Right. You if if the child was a savage and, and was breaking windows and, and didn't know how to act and throwing poopy everywhere, then you'd be like, yo, what the fuck is his mother doing? Yeah. But everything you love about this child basically is because of the mother. You, as the man in the middle of, of all of this, you have to demand respects on both sides. You have to demand that your mother respect the woman that you're with. And you have to demand for, that the woman that you're with respect the month, the woman that gave birth to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that that's got to be the, that's got to be the stance. Yeah, it is, but it's 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 can be difficult to navigate when when two people, you know what I mean, don't necessarily agree or like each other for whatever reason. There was a, a period of time where my wife and my mother had some tension, and I don't know for certain, but maybe I contributed to that. But they found where their spaces were where they can interact with one another, and I actually did not have to make such a stand. And I and I'm not skirting the situation just for the record. I'm just saying that we never had a conversation about what created the tension. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I actually contributed to that. But I, I think adults need to be adults in these type of situations and try to figure Absolutely. out, like you said, what's the, the better the common ground, what, the common ground that we can find, because this family, for the most part, and hopefully will endure. So it's not that you're going to keep coming or you should not be looking to keep creating tension and, and angst against one another. And you should be trying to find the, the, the space where you both or everyone can enjoy, particularly the grandchildren mm-hmm. um, in whatever thing that they're doing or the family time when you're coming together. So I'm thankful. And I, I hope maybe after this, my wife will, probably check me and be like whatever but i i think um, <laughs> i i think we're in a space where we can occupy i mean the last couple of interactions that we had it's 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 all been good but i'm thankful that i have a wife that loves my sons and i have a a mother that loves my sons as well and if anything i just saw something as a matter of fact i was watching the show unprisoned that somehow or sometimes we marry our parents in a way I think they're both passionate women that love very deeply. So if anything, I think that may have been the friction that they were experiencing because they're both very uh, strong-willed and strong-minded women. So uh, with that said, is there any other points you want to make before I close this out? I just wanted to say like what how Vin opened up this conversation. The thing that he said that was absolutely key was how much you share about your romantic relationship very true with your parent because that true. can actually frame the entire relationship yeah because yeah she's going side your your mom's going side out her for for right. for everything because mm-hmm. she doesn't like the way she's treating her baby yeah yeah so that i would yeah warn against, that actually i'm glad you brought that back up don't that step on that landmine yeah don't don't step on it i saw a video um where uh steve harvey talks about in a marriage you have to be a two-person circle mm-hmm. and you can't bring all types of people into your marriage or anyone for that matter yeah um because it just creates first of all 
it's the marriage is two people. Right. So if you're bringing somebody else in, you're already creating problems. That needs to be um, understood and uh, stop uh, talking about your marriage to other people. Except your therapist. Except your therapist, right. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? What have you learned today or this week, fellas? That uh, COVID solitary confinement is good for the creative brain, I guess. It's, it's been, it's kind of sparked this thing, uh, this movement in my mind to just, I guess also I'm, I'm on some yes man shit. Be completely honest or try to be as much as I can and just write it down. And I'm having a good time doing it. Does that mean you are waiting for more people to cough in your face? Absolutely not. Uh, keep <laughs> your fucking germs. <laughs> you fucking coughing bastards. I be more creative. Cough in my face. <laughs> cough in my face. It does something to my brain. It makes me. <laughs> I'm Mozart, Alan, nigga. What say you? Let's see. What did I learn? I learned this week that uh, a moisture barrier incontinence cream is not for your hands. <laughs> I am literally picturing you and your sister just massaging your hands to the point where you're like, what is going on? For like 10 minutes and like, why are they still white around the knuckles? Meanwhile, somebody's trying to get fisted in the hospital and you're like... Look, he's rash proof for the rest of his life. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, what did I learn this week? I I learned keep... potential pickpocketers off of you and sternly tell them, get your hands out of my pocket. Get your hands out of my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) With that said, uh, we're going to end the show. It is a long one. Pause. But uh, we hope you enjoyed it. No pause. And uh, we invite you to come back next week and enjoy more of the fuckery that is called decoding 40 please check us out at decoding 40 pod.com 619-940-4040 is the number that you can call or text you can reach us on any platform at decoding 40.com and with that said we leave you with the one word that always closes out the show and that is peace 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, goddammit.